0: Uh, I'm Jeff. And uh, as always, thanks for joining me. Um, you know, today we've got uh, a bunch of different news out. We had some some Fed news, we had some earning news, um, you know, a bunch of different things going on in the market as uh, as normal, you know, there's there's always some big news going on out there that's uh, changing either, you know, the the status of what the economy is doing or what the individual stocks are doing or even sectors, you know, things like that. So um you know, uh, but as as always, if you uh, could take a second out of your day to uh, share this post with someone or share this uh, podcast with someone who might be interested in getting started, getting their money, um, working for them, you know, I'd love to uh, talk to them also. Uh, so I would definitely appreciate that. Um, you know, I just wanted to first start out by saying I am not a financial advisor. Uh, I am a regular everyday investor. What I'm doing isn't, uh, you know, kind of any kind of genius level stuff. It's just investing in companies that I watch and I look at and uh, get familiar with. So I just want you to know that you can do it too. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty much why I started this is that uh, I felt like all the, the main publications, even a lot of the YouTube guys, um, some of the other podcasters, Kind of make it seem like what they have is some kind of special talent, special knowledge that, uh, you know, you have to get by listening to them. Uh, I'm here to kind of tell you that you can certainly do this research for yourself, but hopefully I can point you into the right direction of, uh, you know, finding the information out for yourself, getting a little bit smarter and uh, doing this together so we can all kind of balance ideas back and forth off of each other. Uh, you know, I definitely appreciate the feedback. It does help because on a podcast, it's it's hard to know if this uh, information, this you know, message is reaching who it's uh, intended to. So I'm, you know, definitely appreciate the feedback on the Facebook group or the messages letting me know that, hey, you know, I, I appreciate this. This is a good play. Um, you know, I'm making some money off of the, the picks or I'm looking further into these names that we're talking about. Uh, so I definitely appreciate that and uh, hopefully we can build a, a, a community of people with like-minded goals and uh, you know get some, all that information out there for everyone to to take a look and to see. Um, but yesterday, um, we had the Fed come out with more uh, taper talks. you know, they're not going to be purchasing the bonds as heavily as what they were doing. Uh, that's going to be starting here in the next month or two. Um, that's going to be changing some of the dynamics in the market as well. Uh, also, the rates, the uh, interest rates uh, on the Treasury yield is going to. Uh, we're going to see a rate hike next year, and we had we had planned for that. We we had known that the taper talks were happening. If you hadn't heard about it, um, you know it's it's probably something that either you're not interested in or just aren't paying attention to but that information has been forecasted for months now. So we knew that was going to happen. Uh, But as far as the interest rate goes, you know, they they also said that uh, the inflation that we're seeing isn't quite so transitory and it's not quite under control, but they're working to get it under control. Uh, So I think that leads a lot of people to um, possibly pull out of some of those high spec growth plays uh, as those rates go up, it costs these growth companies more to borrow money to, you know, do their R&D, things like that. So some of that money tends to pull out of those names when this happens. It's just all part of the cycle. Now, can you still make money in these names? Yeah, you certainly can because, you know, these, these interest rates are going to fluctuate. It's probably not going to be, but uh, a half a percent at, at most over time. Uh, so we'll we'll see where where the uh, you know the interest rates go and uh, you know that, that does take a little bit of money out of their pockets the, the growth stocks and the tech stocks all those tend to uh, sell off on that type of news but uh, you know you guys had wanted to talk growth uh, so that's what I think we're gonna do today and uh, I will get into that in a little bit I did want to uh, address the the Zillow news and a little bit of what happened on their earnings. Uh, two episodes back, we had talked about Zillow being uh, a potential good play in the uh, the home uh, real estate space. Uh, I had known that they were doing the, the home flipping business. I knew that they were trying to buy up different markets, and someone had talked about potentially Zillow trying to buy up enough properties to where they could kind of artificially inflate an area to be a higher price market. Uh, I know they were doing this out in Vegas, out in Arizona. I know that was a big uh, kind of battleground area for them. They were also in California doing the the home buying flipping process. We had talked about that before. They kind of got uh, to the point where they were slowing it down because they couldn't keep up with all the properties, whether it be supply chain or contractors or things like that, that they could not get these properties in and out quick enough. And I had known that I, I thought we were selling off a bit on that news. Um, but then when they reported the quarter, they had announced that they are canceling that whole business. Uh, that is not something I saw coming. And now they are selling these homes uh, for, for per, uh, pennies on the dollar, you know, a percentage of what they bought them for uh, you know if they bought a house for five hundred thousand and then they're selling it for five hundred thousand they still have carrying costs of owning these homes they've got insurance they've got real estate fees they've got you know this that the other on top of um, paying all their people to do all these deals and a lot of the people that they were paying were getting paid to close deals not necessarily uh the smartest play they could have done that a bit different in my uh in my opinion you know they could have uh done some some sort of compensation when the houses were sold or when the project was finished i think they might have not had the the best people on the best uh payroll type plan to get these jobs done um you know i don't know that everyone was a a house flipper or any sort of expert in the field uh so that makes it a little bit difficult to have a you know a fruitful flipping business. It definitely made it harder on them to, to get through this business. They they had announced, you know, a year ago that they had a, a great plan for it. It was all part of the master plan, this, that, the other, and it fell apart. Um, I do commend them for closing down a business that they were in over their heads instead of just trying to pass it off as, uh, you know, it's just a tough time in the market. They did blame the algorithms as to you know what the future um, price of these houses are going to be in six months, this you know this problem that problem, they pointed the finger a little bit, but at the end of the day they closed it. They were kind of wise enough to know that they were in over their heads. It's going to hurt in the, in the short term, um, but you know they went from an asset light business to from their uh, their advertising their online database. They didn't have so much. Um, on the books as a way of of, uh, of assets. you know they didn't have all these homes that were on the books and and then they went to this uh, plan where they were going to have more assets on the books and it certainly costed them. Uh, but you know I think if they get back towards that asset light, uh, advertising, online database, online sales, you know, connecting real estate agents with the the platform, with the buyers, uh, I think they can certainly turn it around. We're, we're going to have to see. For right now, it's not one that I'm, I'm buying into. Um, it's not one that I would say to buy right now. Uh, I would certainly let this one fall to where it's going to settle out. Maybe wait a quarter, see if they can get a turnaround story going and, uh, and see what the housing market does as a whole. Um, it's certainly one that uh, I, I feel like I, I might have let you guys down a bit on. You know, this was only a a week ago when I was saying that it could be a good turnaround play based on that uh, um, the original story of the uh, the the turnaround and how they were uh, making something out of nothing in in the uh, the home business. You know, they were they were buying and they were waiting for the uh, inventory or not inventory, the uh, materials and all the supply chain and the contractors to get these homes out. Uh, and I thought they they did have a handle on it, but uh, apparently I was wrong on that. And you know, like I said, they they closed that side of the business down. So uh, hopefully, no one got too deep into that one. As I always say, you know, dollar cost average uh, is your friend, and this would be a good time that I would certainly maybe pause until uh, we we see some sort of turnaround. Um, you know, if, uh, if you need the cash, I, I don't like selling at a, at a bad loss, but, uh, you know, if it's under that seven, eight, 10% threshold that you have on a downside, I could see closing the position until this one settles out. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that one didn't get us burnt too bad. The other ones, uh, you know, that we've been playing have, uh, kind of settled out. We we've seen some of the movements Start turning positive. Uh, Qualcomm had a great quarter. Um, this is one that we were looking at down at like 122 a couple of weeks ago, and it looks like it's going to open up around 150 today. Uh, and that one is a is a 5G play. You know, one of the big partners, uh, one of the big companies that buys from them is Apple. That's about 15 percent of their business. And uh, you know, when Apple's doing great, Qualcomm generally does well. Uh, Apple had forecasted their sales were going to be down on the iPhone, and that had hurt Qualcomm. Uh, and I think, truth be told, Apple announced that, and I don't think things are as bad as they were kind of forecasted to be by Apple. You know, as we had talked about, these were sales on the iPhones that were delayed. They're not denied. Everyone's still going to go out and get their iPhone. They're not running out and getting a uh, Android or a Google phone. Um, based on just this news, you know, the, the people who are diehard Apple people are going to buy an iPhone. That's just what it is. So maybe these sales might not all be in quarter four 21, but maybe we're going to see these, um, these numbers come back in Q1, Q2 of uh 22. So, you know, the, uh, the 5G business for Qualcomm is doing really well and uh I definitely think this is one that I'm going to continue owning and uh we'll we'll take a deeper look at the uh, the actual numbers of the quarter and uh and see where it goes from here but it is one that I've held for a long time and one that I continue to to hold and uh and add on these dips like we saw in the low 120s uh, you know so that's uh you know, a couple of the different things that are going on right now. And uh, I did want to point out that uh, with that Fed discussion about uh, the inflation not being uh, completely under control, that uh, a lot of people are going to be looking for alternative assets to park their cash, Uh, whether it be the stock market or cryptos or gold. I mean, really anything in the next nine months to a year. I think is going to be a better place to, to park your cash than than holding cash. So from that standpoint, uh, for me, uh, I'm using crypto as a hedge. I, I do feel like for me, it's more of a long-term play than just a hedge for inflation. I don't really like holding too much in the way of cash except for my business funds. Uh, but my personal money is you know mainly in stocks. And about fifteen percent into crypto right now. Uh, I do like that mix, and uh, I, I like I said, I don't really like holding too much in the way of cash. I like to kind of have my money invested, and uh, I do see that you know the the Fed decision here and the talks of being um, you know still uh, have the inflation on the rise and not under control. I do think that the next year is going to be very beneficial. For the crypto space uh we're still waiting on ethereum uh smart contracts to be fully integrated on the platform uh bitcoin we're still waiting on the actual etf not just the futures etf Um, we also have all the uh smart uh the altcoins trending higher a lot of interest there and uh, we also have this inflation talk that is having people put their park their cash into crypto to try to outpace inflation and like I said I'm not parking for uh, inflation Uh, I'm parking because I I think that uh, the Ethereum and Bitcoin are going to trend higher than what my money would do in cash and that that's not simply based on inflation but all these other catalysts that are going to take these coins higher and I do think uh, as far as a price target, I have said that Bitcoin at a hundred thousand is more than possible. I think a year out we could see up to 125 uh, per coin based on some of these different catalysts coming to to fruition here. And on the Ethereum side, year out, I'm looking at Ethereum being 10,000. And you know for that reason, I'm a long term holder. And, you know, when we see that inflation kind of inflect to the downside, when we see that the Fed has it under control, uh, I do think that some of these numbers could pull back. And, you know, anyone who has their money parked in uh, crypto for inflation fears, if that inflation fear is no longer there, I think people are going to pull their money out and maybe then go into the stock market or bonds or wherever they're else they're going to park their money for a little bit more safety. Uh, you know, because crypto is volatile. I've, I've made that point many times. But if you want growth, I think it is a a must have for anyone who's out there looking for growth. And, uh, you know, I, I like the big coins, the, the Bitcoin Ethereum, uh, as I've talked about before, I'm in other coins as well. Um, you know, some of the other coins that I would say I have a sizable position in are Cardano, VeChain, um, and then past that, I some of the, uh, alt coins that I, that I have are, uh, you know, I'm playing that one small position in Shiba. I sold off, uh, 200% of my original investment and I'm still playing with, you know, the extra seven times what I made, um in that play so i still have some some money there i did take my money and then some off the table and you know i, I put that into I, I think usdc coin stable coin and uh you know there's some other small altcoins in there that i have as well just not a sizable position but uh i do think that crypto space is a must own for growth and uh you know we had talked about um, people wanting to have more growth in their portfolios. And I, I think if you want growth, you, you need to have some money in crypto. It's just for me, it's it's too big to ignore. And I feel like a lot of people feel like they've missed the boat. And I still think there is more than enough time to get in and really start a position that's gonna do wonders for your portfolio going forward. Um, And like I had said before, you can stake this also. So if you have Ethereum uh, on crypto.com, you can find my link in the description. You can get between, uh, well, uh, for me, because I stake CRO coin, I I do have a large position in in CRO on the the crypto.com network. Um, If you stake enough CRO, um, like I have done, you can get four and a half to six and a half percent on your ethereum on my stable coins uh, i'm getting eight percent to twelve percent on my stable coins and uh some of the other altcoins like polka dot and uh i think link is up there also um but yeah you can get interest on these so you're going to outpace your um inflation with just your staking And then you're going to get that, that run up of the actual crypto coins. And you're going to be in place for, for some of these, uh, big returns that I see coming over the next nine to 12 months. And I would certainly park some money there. Uh, But we'll get into that a little bit more after the break here. I'll be uh, right back guys. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, I am re-recording this, uh, this second part of this, uh, episode is going to be pretty much strictly focused on high growth plays. I want to make a disclaimer that not all of them are buys right now. I don't believe Uh, although I do feel that all of them will be um, you know monsters in their industry in the next few years. Some are a bit overvalued right now. I would buy on weakness or as we've talked about before Uh, dollar cost average into some of these names. Now, you know, I I did a lot of different research on this and a lot of breaking down to try to get some of the best stocks in these high growth industries. And that's really what I'm focused on right now for you guys uh, is high growth, uh, sustainable high growth in industries that I think are going to outshine others in the next three to five years. Uh, so while there's other companies that are high growth they might not make this list uh, because of a a number of different factors but mainly because of it's not an industry that I'm as bullish on that I'm you know is not in favor as much for me or I don't think it's going to produce the same amount of gains Uh, so that being said um, you know the, the first thing I did I was I was looking through different ETFs that are high growth I kind of cherry picked some from there some from plays that I already have uh, some that are disruptors in their industry and I kind of narrowed down you know to about twenty names that if I were to put together a high growth portfolio for twenty two for twenty twenty two and beyond. You know what would I have in it, and uh, you know I'm re-recording this, and now I thought of another one that I should probably get some more in the uh, the gene editing space. Uh, so that might be a bonus pick here. So first and foremost, uh, large cap growth, and this is not going to come as any surprise. You know that I'm I'm very bullish on uh, Google, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook or meta you know as much as we may or may not like facebook i do think that they have uh, a very powerful business and the uh, the metaverse and what that will bring Um, i do think that it's going to be a game changer for them and they will be the first ones to do it and i think they're going to do it better than uh anyone else that i see right now i think they're you know years ahead of others Uh, They plan to spend like 15 billion on the metaverse and getting that business up and running. And I think they will be winners at that platform. Uh, So for that reason, uh, and Amazon is also in that large cap growth for uh, the cloud picks and the, the web and, you know, cyber and retail online. You know, I see the economy staying that way. We might have a bit of a uh, revival in malls and, and big box retailers. But overall, I, I think Amazon is going to be a long-term winner, especially when uh, more people are back to work. Uh, so for that reason, those five large cap growth names that have done uh, great this year, with the exception of uh, Amazon, uh, I'm I'm very bullish on those five names. Uh, Then when we kind of break down the other groups, I was looking at cloud plays, uh, AI, EVs, well, artificial intelligence, electric vehicles, 5G, uh, autonomous and robotics, cybersecurity, cryptos, and emerging markets. Uh, And when I went through those, you know, I came up with a handful of different names, in, uh, in every sector or every industry there. And I think these, these industries are really going to give us the most amount of growth going forward, right? So uh, I came up with different names for cloud and, you know, there's higher growth, lower growth, you know, a little bit more stable. Uh, I came up with names like Salesforce, Twilio, ServiceNow, Adobe. Uh, in the AI realm, artificial intelligence. I came up with UiPath and c 3 AI. ticker is AI. Um, EVs, you know, I came up with Tesla, Neo, Lucid. And again, like I said, there's multiple ones that you could pick here. You could go with uh, Rivian or even Ford GM, but I was looking for those higher growth plays uh, and to be you know, I guess truthful, I don't know as much about Rivian to really give uh, too much uh, insight on that one, but I do know that Amazon owns 20, 25% and they're looking to increase their ownership. So by owning Amazon, therefore you own Rivian. Um, And then 5G, you know, you've got uh, AMD, NVIDIA, Qualcomm, and you know, like I've said before, Qualcomm, Lower growth, realistic PE, dividend stock, but you know you're you're not going to get that that same growth that you're going to get out of Nvidia. So um, these are just kind of my rough picks, and then I kind of narrowed it down to uh, I think it's twenty names plus that uh, that bonus uh, gene editing pick. So then in the in the realm of autonomous, uh, whether it's full self driving or uh, some of the different things that come along with it, the, the tech and the robotics. Uh, we had Tesla, NVIDIA, uh, Microsoft, Google, and Honeywell. Um, those names kind of stuck out to me for, for automation. And then we went on to cybersecurity, uh, Palo Alto Networks, PANW, CrowdStrike, uh, Zscaler, Fortinet, and um, Norton LifeLock. Which, you know, Norton was the uh, less risky, more modest pick with a little bit less growth. But they are, uh, you know, in that cybersecurity play as well. Uh, Then we went on to crypto. You know, as I had said before, um, I'm not really getting into the the Robinhood uh, pick because they've been so heavily fluctuated by volumes on trading meme coins and the, uh, the last quarter, they said it was a miss because uh, the volume on Dogecoin was down. So I don't really necessarily want to get involved in a brokerage that is going to say that um, you know, their, their, their business was that highly affected by uh, a meme coin not being as much in favor. So not as many people were there. They also have the problems with payment to order flow and not knowing where that business is going, even though it's kind of a standard in the industry. Um, so, for that reason, uh, I eliminated Robinhood. I do have Coinbase in that list, uh, Coinbase, and then just simply holding the coins, Ethereum, Bitcoin. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that is a, a generational wealth creator. And I think that everyone needs to own that uh in a growth portfolio. And I mean we've we've gone over that before as to why crypto is going to make you um a lot more money than a lot of these other plays and the the upside potential for it. Uh emerging markets. Um you know I had C Limited, I had Mikado Libre, Alibaba, uh the Chinese pick. And uh, you know, you could certainly add in other Chinese names. The Chinese ones are hard to uh, kind of wrap your head around knowing what's going on over there. I do think they are, uh, you know, a large market, the, the largest market, and certainly have the most to gain by uh, business going right and the government cooperating. But it is probably one of the riskiest ones uh, from the, the standpoint of not knowing what the government is going to do. Um, so, so what made the final list? If I was looking to, uh, break down and just have a high growth portfolio for the next three to five years, uh, you know, as I said, the large cap names, they all make it in there for me, uh, Google, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Amazon. So that's five. Uh, these are going to be tier one positions for me. So that means I would have, you know, a higher percentage in these tier one names as far as my makeup of this portfolio. So, um, you know, typically speaking on a a 20 position portfolio, we'd have five percent and I would probably make these like seven to 10 percent. So I would up my position in these. And then the, the tier twos would be, you know, four to five percent. And the tier threes would be, you know, somewhere around two percent. So I would just kind of favor the large cap ones and then, you know, put less money into some of the smaller picks. That's kind of how I would break it down. Uh, that way, you know, you you don't have as much risk in, in some of these smaller names. Uh, uh, one that I, I didn't make onto this list that is in the in the final. We'll We'll get to that one in a second. Um, So then the tier two names, well, I would have Bitcoin, Ethereum in there. Uh, Coinbase did not make that final cut for me because I'd rather hold the coins. Um, NVIDIA, DraftKings, SoFi, Matterport, um, Lemonade, C3.ai, and uh, Enphase Palantir. So then, uh, tier three would have been your uh, Alibaba, Mercado Libre, the emerging markets, because I'm I'm not as comfortable with them. Anything that's tied to China, I'm certainly less comfortable with. Oh, and then I had Palo Alto on here. Elsa has a tier two play. So some of them are going to be bumped up in position size. Some would be smaller. Uh, and then it would just kind of be a mixture in the middle of how much you want to put into these names. Um, but for me that covers all your bases. you're going to have, well, not the gene editing that one. I would probably add CRISPR CRSP. Um, that was the bonus pick. And this would be a high growth portfolio of names that, uh, I do think would do better. um, in these industries that are coming, you know, kind of to fruition and being disruptors in their, uh, in their space, you know, a name like SoFi and Lemonade, uh, they are, you know, taking the banking industry and the insurance industry and they are changing that up. Um, Matterport is one that's going to, I feel do better in, uh, you know, in real estate, they're going to have that 3d presence, That's their business. They do 3d walkthroughs of properties. Um, but I also think that's going to do really well in the metaverse. I think people are going to lean on that, um, technology to make some of these, uh, virtual and, you know, VR and augmented reality, um, more of a, of a thing. I think it's going to have a lot of room for growth with all the metaverse talk that's coming up and that industry as a whole. Um, But overall, this is a mix of all different things that are either disruptors or they're in an industry that is going to be needed more and more as we go forward, as we, you know, society changes and cultures change. These are all names that I would add to a a portfolio to get you that high risk, high reward. And, uh, you know, for me, I would not simply hold these names. I would... Uh, as we talked about, I would add some more protection in there. Um, but say you, you had multiple portfolios and you had a dividend portfolio and you wanted to start a growth portfolio. These would certainly be names that I would be looking to add. And, uh, you know, for that reason, I could I could certainly see um, starting another portfolio to just manage just your high growth or even just put these names into a watch list. Uh, and then you can see when they do go on sale and see if the, uh, the decline uh, really, you know, holds water against what's going on in the market or within this company to see if it's a good time to add it. Uh, you know, like I said, not all of them are screaming buys today. I do think some of them, you know, Tesla included, need to come down before I would start buying them. But I do think they all, you know, Hold uh, hold their weight when it comes to adding to a a high growth portfolio. But uh, that being said, you know, make sure you do your own research. I am not a financial advisor. Uh, I hope that these names give you something to look at and uh, a starting place for uh, a strong growth portfolio that covers all these different industries that we went over, whether it be you know growth, AI, EVs, 5G, autonomous cybersecurity, crypto, or that emerging market fund. Um, you know, you can also get a lot of this coverage by going and looking at these uh, high growth um, ETFs. You know, we've talked about that before. Say you, had, say you had 10 grand to put into a high growth portfolio. Uh, I think if you have that kind of money that you're looking to put in, I think that is a better spot for an ETF. Um, you know, QQQ is going to cover your large cap growth. Some of the ARC funds or uh, some of the other growth ETFs out there can target some of these individual sectors uh, better than others. So if you do have, you know, that, that you know, five dollars to $10,000 range, an ETF is probably the place for you. If you're playing with a little bit more money. Uh, you can certainly spread it out and buy these when, uh, then they, when the prices come back down to where you're watching them and where it makes sense on the chart. Um, but yeah, these are all that, uh, stocks that I would be looking to add, uh, for the end of 2021 into 22 and, uh, they would be long-term holds for me. And, you know, I would certainly trade in and out of them if, if something ran up too too high and you see a value somewhere else, but these are going to be, Good starting, um, you know, seven industries, eight industries that you can look to add right now. But uh, thank you guys for stopping by and checking it out. And hopefully this gets you on the right path to uh, building that portfolio that's going to give you these gains that are are more than that uh, industry average of 10%. Hopefully we could see more like 20% out of the names like this. That's really what I'm looking for when I get into growth stocks. And if you have any questions, feel free to uh, post it up on the Facebook group, the Let It Grow Investing. As always, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share with someone else who might be interested in investing. Uh, if this podcast has brought you good value, uh, I would you know appreciate your support by uh, donating as little as 99 cents to the podcast to help things stay running around here. And uh, Thanks again, and I will catch you guys in the next one. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on eTrade, trade Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.